let's a go. In the famous words of Mario. <laughs> uh, welcome to D&D and D. Gonna do that again. Welcome to D&D and D. What was wrong with it? I, I said, uh, welcome. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now this is all staying in. <laughs> Uh, welcome to D. Uh, in, in the words of Mario. <laughs> now I have to keep all that in. <laughs> welcome to D and D and D and D. It's a me, a grasso. <laughs> uh, with Beth and Mike, say hi, Beth and Mike. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any of you play uh, Super Mario 64? <laughs> <'Cause that's> <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only one that that happens in? It, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. I think that's the title screen you hit. Yeah, yeah start. He goes, Hello. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, know. 1995, 96? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, wow. man. It's old. It's old. <laughs> so old. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're we're not here to play Mario 64. We're here to play <laughs> Dungeon Dragons. That's a different podcast. You've come to the wrong place. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of somebody turning on a podcast and being like, oh, oops. <laughs> I wanted to play the 1996 release of Super Mario 64. Oh, no, that's not what we're doing today. We're going we're gonna to continue our prequel story uh, that we are, are telling in the interim as we are breaking from our main story and all of the things that you know, um, because you're listening to this episode, not episode one. Uh, we are so close. To James and Chelsea's wedding. So close. Yeah, it is imminent. Right <laughs> it is. It yeah. is imminent. It's right around the corner. You can't right. stop it if you wanted to. When this comes out, it will be next week. Whoa. Um, which sucks. I have a speech to write. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been spending time writing the story for this. I know. So it's really your fault if my speech sucks, listeners. <laughs> yeah, thanks, listeners. Because you've, ta- you've taken my time away. <laughs> Um, no, I, 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 I can, I can walk and chew gum at the same time, uh, I hope. And, but yes, James and Chelsea's wedding is imminent. Um, and then after that, there's going to be a cool down as they take their, their time. And then we will return to season five. But until we do that, we're doing the prequel story with Nils and Katheria, uh, played by Mike and Beth respectively. Um, and we're having a lot of fun with it. So we're going to continue telling that story. Food wise, we have something very special planned after we record. Oh yeah, yes, because um, we can't we can't eat before we record. This group of three people. <laughs> no, we can't. Nope. We won't record. Nope. We won't record. We'll just be like, yeah, we should, it's more food, more drink, more hangout, <laughs> more fun. But yeah, uh, we will be eating afterwards uh, this time. Going back to something that I I wanted to do for season three, never got a chance to do, um, which is uh, sushi at home. Yeah. So we're going to make some uh, tamaki uh, hand rolls uh, at home with some fish provided by our local fishmonger uh, that I'm really, really excited about. Um, just in general, if there's a fishmonger by you, seek them out. Big difference. Huge. Oh, yeah, it's a in, huge difference. In quality and, and, and service and everything. It's um, worth not going out to eat for a little while to save up to do the fishmonger thing. For, for sure. Just to, to get a really nice piece of fish if you like if you like fish and, and feel comfortable. And if you don't like fish, cheesemonger. That's true, yes. Uh, seek out your local mongers. Um, <laughs> We're pro-monger on this pro-monger. podcast. Pro-monger. Uh, not all types of monger, I suppose. Oh, there's warmongers, there's war-mongers. aren't there? Yeah, not super hot on don't them. Don't like those, but... Um, uh, food mongers, check that. Check them out. Um, 
But yeah, we'll be doing that later. And that was something that I wanted to do for season three and, and didn't get a chance to because of COVID. So that's what we're going to do. Really excited about that. That It's not really fitting the theme of this run, which is shared. I, all, I, I have realized that all meals are kind of shared meals. That's true. Um, but in the last episode, like my, Nils does have a bag of fish sticks. That's true. So don't forget it. <laughs> no that's true. This it's plays in the into inventory. the story beautifully. <laughs> so that I guess yeah, that's the tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your local fishmonger and ask for some fish sticks and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, oh, I I'm guess- so sad that we're getting hand rolls for our fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll all, we'll all be making them together. I guess that's yeah. kind of the, yeah. that's the shared cool. aspect. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking excited. forward to it. I'm excited. Yeah, I've never done it. But now we're going to continue to to tell the story. So we left you guys off uh, in the city, uh, the city of the Feywild. You were investigating the disappeared guests of Plinther and Belamore's dinner party. You had discovered that they were captured. Yes, they were captured by a a cult of the White Oak, which was uh, which is a cult that follows the uh, semi legendary figure Yanaranthanius. Argaranthium. Argaranthium. Yes. Nice teamwork. Bam. Yanaranthanius Argaranthium. And uh, yeah, so you are investigating that in the in the city. Um, you've found your way to kind of an older, more rundown part of town. You found a shady bar. The bartender didn't seem to have much information about this cult, but he directed you to a magic shop that is allegedly owned by a uh, shaggle. And that is where we are going to pick you guys back up. Nils, Cathiria, Majumbo, and Navia our uh, intrepid party outside of the magic shop that is a few doors down from this bar. After having uh, rushed down a couple alleyways quickly with the uh, stolen uh, jar of pickled bugs and the accompanying bug juice, (laughs) uh, the effects of which are starting to wear off a little bit on Majumbo and uh, and Nils. Uh, So you're a little bit foggy. It's not quite a full on hangover. Um, but it's more just kind of, uh, maybe like an allergy medicine, you know? Oh, sure. Like a Benadryl. Yeah. 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 You're just a little foggy, maybe a little groggy, uh, as the effects of the, uh, the pickling liquid vapors wear off. Uh, but you did <coughs> steal this, uh, this jar from the, uh, the orcish bartender, uh, who described himself as a bug guy. And he was disappointed that Katheria didn't have bug related questions, just questions about, uh, the Calden stuff. Um, <laughs> but you stole this jar and you're in front of this magic shop that he directed you to and you're <clears throat> looking at it. Though most of this area seems uh, run down and there aren't, uh, it's not that every shop is full, uh, you know, very different area of the city from the, uh, the marketplace that you were in um, where you staged the Go Fish game. But you're looking at this shop and it, it's pretty dark. You know, this whole part of town is is dreary and dark uh, compared to where you were. But this this shop in particular doesn't seem to have a whole lot of activity going on. The windows in the shop, it's a pretty basic storefront, uh, a a brick and stone uh, building uh, with, you know, wooden features and stuff. The windows are uh, like very heavy leaded, leaded glass. You know what I mean? Like where it's very gray and difficult to see through. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, uh, you know, they are glass windows, uh, two large glass windows, one on each side of a, a door that sits in a frame. And you see a, the sign above this 
uh, shop is indicating that it is a magic shop. You know, there is a uh, like a potion or a, uh, you know, magic wand or some sort of magic uh, iconography on the signage. So you said you, you are this is a magic shop, but it does give all of you pause as you approach it to be like, well, this place looks like shit, you know. Can I roll a perception? To look for any kind of white oak imagery or the three circles overlapping. Mm-hmm. 25. Oh, shit. Dang. Well, damn. Yeah. You're looking around and trying to kind of piece some things together. And you do notice you find the three circles. You find a hidden Mickey. Huh. <laughs> um, but it is not an official kind of signage. Like, it's not the same exact three circles that was the pub sign. Um, this is carved into the bottom of the door frame. If you were not looking for this, you would never find it. Hmm. But it is carved in the bottom of the door frame. And as you lean down, Katheria, to get a closer look at this, and you lean, you, you bump the door itself, and it creaks open. Oh, uh, I, I sit back up. or stand back up. Hello? I peek my head in the door. There's a creak. Uh, the hinges are uh, very old and seemingly ill-maintained. And you push the door open to peek your head inside the shop. And you're greeted not with a, you know, otherworldly, vibrant magic shop that you were kind of expecting the Feywild to have. You know, one of the appeals, I think, for you and Navia, Navia especially, in coming to the Feywild was the idea of obtaining some magical knowledge. This is not what you were expecting. Hmm. It doesn't look as though the shop is open for business. It's very dusty and dreary. Uh, It's not ransacked. It's not a crime scene. But it's as though there hasn't been a ton of people in here for quite some time. There's a thick layer of dust. There's a not unusual amount of cobwebs, but a noticeable amount of cobwebs. And it seems as though this is not an active shop. I see. I think I'm going to, like, just nervously look back at the party for reassurance. Whoa, what is... This place looks awful. It's all gross and... Ugh. I don't need all of this dust after whatever those vapors were. Yeah, it's bad for the lungs. (laughs) Oh, excuse you. Sorry. Ugh. Well, I'm sorry if your constitutions can't handle a bit of a dust. I can, I can, and I push her aside. <laughs> Walking, what's? Where's the shopkeep? <laughs> you pick up, you kick up like a huge cloud of dust as you as you push we your way in. Ca- <laughs> we all start coughing. <laughs> everybody, uh, yeah, everybody is now. Everybody follows you inside, Nils, after you push your way through <laughs> to prove your your uh, your constitution, your hardiness to to Katheria. Uh, and now, fully inside the shop, it's it's very dark. The uh, the three of you uh, who uh, are humans uh, are having a hard time seeing. Except Katheria, your eyes start to adjust in a way that's never really happened to you before, hmm. and you're getting a little bit of what you've read Dark Vision to be. But I've never experienced dark vision. No. Okay. Yeah. Remind me, uh, did we have a moment last episode where she was singled out as being different? Yeah, the bartender identified you as an elven salesman. Uh, I, um, theory is putting some stuff together, but it's going to keep quiet about it. Yeah, it, it doesn't 
click on right. in, in the way that uh, she knows herself. She she's not an elf, right? But but there, duck is has feathers and a beak. What is the thing you say about ducks? They float and they're. Um, if it, quite, it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it is a duck. Yeah. Probably a duck, yeah. yeah. So th- there's just these moments of kind of like, like you look into a dark corner, like you're scanning the room, right? And mm-hmm. like there's, it's a, it's a decently sized shop. Like once you get inside it, there's like this, like you walk in and there's a level. Um, and there's a counter that has display cases behind it is a shelf that uh, looked at at one point as though it would have held, uh, potions and jars of magical components, some of which are old and looks as though the contents within have congealed or solidified or, or dried up depending on the jar. Uh, other jars have caked on dried liquids and things, uh, amongst all the dust and cobwebs. Um, and then a little bit further back, there's a small staircase up to a like higher level where there's more shop with um, uh, shelves and stuff, rows of shelves. Um, and then beyond that is, uh, you know, a wall and maybe s- some stuff that you can't see without going back there to look. But when you scan the room and you see some of these darker corners, a flash of uh, the negative image that dark vision would show you. But when you like go back to look again it it's not there it's 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 very disorienting yeah and because of that um i i can use druid sight mm-hmm. just kind of as a cantrip yeah kind of like as a, it's a it's a it's an ability that your your something on your person grants you okay i think yeah. as like a self-soothing gesture mm-hmm. she's going to activate her druid sight to look at the space when you do that, it kind of lights up. Like everything in here is magical and weird. Kind of in the same way that it is outside, even though it's dark or dingy. Right. Even though it's dark or dingy, it's still, there's a lot of magic in here, which makes sense because it either is or was a magic shop. Mm-hmm. But when you put this on, you don't, oh, r- yeah, roll perception again. Okay. <laughs> 24. Jeez. All right. We'll see if this streak can continue. Um, at first, you're overwhelmed by the sudden flood of this magical, mm. you know, all this magical lights and stuff. Um, but then once that calms down, you're able to see that, you know, because the whole idea of this is that it shows you, you know, passages that aren't there or that aren't immediately apparent. What you see is that there is a basement underneath the floor that you're on, you, you don't, you can't see anything within that space, but you can see the kind of faint outline of a basement level. And then beyond that, with this good of a roll, you can see that be underneath that, there is another maybe cavern or something. Uh, there is another underground space under this building, under this basement, under the floor that you are currently standing on. There's a basement here. What? How do you know that? I can see it. All right, you, you, she can see in the dark, I guess. I, I assumed that Navia would be able to see in the dark, but you can see in the dark as well. Navia, what do you see? I, I'm a little bit nervous about these, uh, these webs, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm just trying to... I'm just tr- and you, you Does look- she have a button on her that I can press to activate her druid sight? <laughs> yeah, totally. I do that while she's rambling. Yeah, like you look over at Navia, you see that all she's doing is looking at corners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and you put, you turn on her button. She's like, ah, initially when all the, everything brightens up, but then she's like, oh, yes, there's a, there's a basement indeed underneath us and some sort of cave system or maybe below. I don't know if that's related or not. It it looks like, or, or maybe just 
a reservoir. It's it, you it know seems maybe connected to the base. We can't we can't uh, immediately tell from here, but um. Well, let's remedy that. How do we get downstairs? Well, that I don't know. There must be some kind of door. But isn't it unusual that no one's here? Well, yeah. I thought there would be somebody here. I thought that's why we came. Shaggle? Shaggle. There's, there's something familiar about that name. I, I, I can't quite place it, though. I, I'm going to wander behind the shopkeep desk. Okay. Are you looking for anything specific? Or are you looking just for got... shaggle stuff? <laughs> looking for shaggle indications stuff? of shaggles. Okay, <laughs> roll investigation. Oh man, I got a three. Okay, well that answers the question <laughs> of how long those hot rolls are going to last. <laughs> I mean, my investigation and my perception. Uh, you you go back behind the desk and you're looking for anything shaggle like, uh, and you see there's a layer of uh debris on the bottom uh of uh, on the floor behind the desk that that is thicker than the main kind of walkway such as it is that you entered into this shop is a facade no one's been back here in a long time mm. okay so then we we have to get downstairs yeah uh i guess i i would like to see if there's like a lever or a book or a door or something that i could <laughs> <laughs> roll investigation. You just start pulling yeah, shit I, off. I can't that. see much. So. Yeah, roll investigation. Oh, that's right. Can I cast light? Do I have that? It's not in my light cantrips. Is like a, yeah, light's a cantrip. If you can't do it, Navia will. Um, somebody will. Some, yeah, you'll, you'll brighten it up magically. That, I'm going to pull my staff out yeah, and have it like at the tip of my staff. R- yeah, like that's a very standard thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you do that before or after? Because I just rolled a nine. <laughs> Let's say you after. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the, f-? you're just like fumbling around, you trip a little bit. Yeah, I rolled a seven, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, no, do advantage on this second one, and then. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. 18, All right, thank there you. we go, okay. <laughs> um, Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I pulled down a few things, but I, I don't think it'll matter. One of the things that you pulled down uh, is a, a jar or something that, no- that you pulled, pull at something and it knocks a jar over, it breaks, it makes a noise. Whoops. And uh, just as you find what appears to be uh, a like false shelf that you can move aside yes, yeah. uh, to reveal a door, everybody roll perception. 21. 11. 16 from Majumbo and a uh, 24 for Navia. So uh, Navia says, wait, did anybody else hear that? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, uh, Kathiri would also hear it. You hear a, a like a chittering, a scratching, not not quite a clawing. It's not that aggressive, but it's like a like a like a tapping. But then it goes away. It didn't sound like a spider. Sounded like something. You, that's the thing with spiders. They don't sound like anything. Navia. Unless it was a big spider. Nils. Well, not the time. Where? Why? No, I don't know. I'm just saying, suggesting if you guys hear something scratching and you might think it's a spider, it could what be a really big spider. What did you roll for perception? <laughs> I'm just saying, if we're going downstairs, somebody should keep an eye on the ceilings, is all I'm saying. That's oh, all I'm saying. I look up. <laughs> oh, 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 because spiders. Okay, never mind. You, <laughs> I don't look maybe up. would you feel more comfortable having my big uh, bug smasher hammer? Yes. Okay, I give it to her. <laughs> okay. She has the hammer. <laughs> uh, that that's nice. <laughs> that's a nice thing he did. You have uh, revealed this door. 
uh, behind a bookshelf. It is uh, one of those doors that's cut into the wall to appear as though it's just wall. There is a small kind of like hidden handle uh, that you're able to find. It opens. It's not locked or anything. And it reveals the staircase down. As you go downstairs. Uh, and I, while we're going downstairs, I, I want to grab Mojumbo's ear mm-hmm. and whisper to him, did you notice that both at the tavern and also here, there was etched three overlapping circles at the doorway? And he stops. Nils keeps walking downstairs. You guys are kind of at the base of the stairs now. And you get into the basement. And this basement is definitely like made as like a storage room. So it's pretty open. There's some barrels and stuff like that, but there's otherwise not a whole lot of stuff down here. But Nils enters in and starts to kind of poke around and Majumbo stops as you uh, ask that. And he looks around and uh, Navia is pulling up the rear. She's very slowly backing her way down the stairs, still looking up with the hammer. So you guys have this kind of moment to yourselves briefly. Um, And he says, I did, and I will show you why. And he points to his flute. And on the back of his flute is etched three intertwining circles. I know this symbol. I inherited this flute. It's a family heirloom, and I, I've never really thought much about what these symbols may mean. But now I've seen them here, and they seem to be maybe connected to this cult, and I'm... It can't be a coincidence. It can't. You hear another noise at that moment. A skittery noise? This is a door. The door opened upstairs. Ooh, I jump. Uh, and Navia jumps and she runs downstairs and she kind of pushes you guys in. She's like, what was that? What did you hear that? And she like swings the hammer around and she's a little bit too aggressive with it. You got to be careful with that. You got to be careful with that. Did we close the door on the way down? No, I didn't. Uh, Navia, did you? You were bringing up the rear. I I was busy. (laughs) So that's a big no. Uh, and then you start to hear that chittering noise again. I'm creeped out, Gretzel. <laughs> Looks like we found ourselves in a pickle. <laughs> did you bring the jar? I did. <laughs> like, Na- Navia's got the hammer, Nils has got the jar. <laughs> and you start to kind of back up. Like, like Navy, you all kind of take a cue from Navia, who's very freaked out. Mm-hmm. And you all kind of start to back up. Um, and you back into something, and Nils, you trip over something. <sighs> The heck was that? Something metal. You knocked something metal loose, and it kind of rolls across the floor. I hold my light staff up towards it. You point your staff in the direction of the thing that rolled, revealing uh, what seems to be a helm rolling. Clink, 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 clink. And it comes to rest, and a skull falls out of it. Oh, no. And then you move your staff over, following the path that it rolled from, and there is a corpse. Oh, no. And then you start to <laughs> hear that chittering sound again. And it's much, much louder. I think Nils is starting to get excited. <laughs> ah. Oh, Mystery. yes. <laughs> adventure, yes. It's starting to pick up. Can I, in, can I, do I know where the noise is coming from? It's starting to come. There's, now there's multiple noises. The loudest noise is coming from around this body. And now that you've swung your your light staff over to the corpse, uh, you can see what looks like maggots or otherwise small carrion eating um, slug like bugs uh, start to crawl and swarm into this corpse. Oh, and you see that uh, the the corpse is, is pretty skeletal. There's not a lot of meat left on these bones. The the 
armor is very old and rusted. Uh, the clothes are mostly rags, but the space between the bones starts to fill in with maggots. Of course. And what? it starts to rise from the ground. Majumbo, now, you guys are kind of backing away from this, this suddenly risen corpse creature animated by these swar- this swarm of maggots that it starts to lumber towards you. And with each step it takes towards you, you collectively start to back up. And, and Majumbo says, I think uh, I'm remembering suddenly now where I've heard Shackle before. Uh, I, I spent some time with a tribe of, of orcs on my way from Plasnamzerid up to Husk. Uh, one, wonderful, wonderful people. Great songs. Um, but uh, Not now. <laughs> <laughs> one of their songs. It's relevant, I promise. One of their songs uh, was about Shaggle, a, a, uh, a, a, a war deity or demigod, semi-legendary figure, a, a great chief of theirs. Uh, they would sing songs uh, uh, to, to, to Shaggle and... and uh, maybe I'm thinking that bartender might have led us astray into some sort of, and then you hear from behind you, some sort of trap. And we turn. And there's the bartender, this huge, muscular, orky guy. And he says, I told you I was a bug guy. And crawling above <gasps> him on the ceiling is about a four foot uh, spider. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and then this animated maggot man. Grussell! <laughs> this is disgusting, Grussell. And let's roll for an issue. <laughs> oh, no. Nils is pumped. <laughs> did I scare myself writing this? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. It comes through, my man. <laughs> hey, everybody. Grussell here with a few quick announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode seven of our prequel series. James and Chelsea's wedding is right around the corner, as we said at the top of the episode. And then after that, we will start the ramp up to season five. We still have a lot of story left to tell with Nilsson Katheria, though. So uh, don't expect this to finish right away. Uh, but we are going to close up the prequel series, uh, this chapter of it at least, um, and then get back to season five sometime late spring, probably. Check our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. We are about to release our latest t-shirt, Patreon-exclusive t-shirt, which is all about Fletch. Uh, Beth did an incredible design that has a lot of really great Fletch Easter eggs in it that patrons will be getting uh, in the next couple weeks. Uh, and there is still time to sign up to get the Margarine shirt, which will be the next one. Uh, that will be coming very soon as well. Hot on the heels of Fletch, the Margarine shirt will be coming out. Uh, so you can go... Head over to patreon.com slash dndndpod where you can get more information on how to sign up to get those shirts. I think that's it for me for now. We're just going to do the ads and then get back to the show. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Uh, Majumbo is going to be first to act, followed by Navia, Nils, Katheria, and then your foes. Uh, So Majumbo uh, spurred to action by the menacing bartender is going to uh, first of all uh, play a little bit of music on his flute which is going to give you guys bardic inspiration yep. and then he is going to continue to play a uh, song uh, this song is very like march like it has the beat of kind of like a, a war ballad it may it, you don't know for sure he doesn't say as he plays it but you think it may be the song one of the songs that he was just referencing and he he through this song is going to cast fortune's favor 
which imparts uh, luck on uh, himself and one willing creature you can see with within range he's going to choose Nils. Uh, so yes. when you make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, you can dismiss dismiss the spell uh, to roll an additional d20 and choose which one to use. So it's basically an advantage. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's Got going it. to last uh, an hour, so it'll be fine. Okay. Um, this he's, battle. <laughs> he's going to continue to play that song as we move on to Navia's turn. Navia uh, is like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and she is going to cast whatever her most powerful spell is <laughs> oh, no. on that spider, which is a moonbeam at fourth level. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> a hey, listener, if you were wondering what Grussel would do in this situation. <laughs> Scorched earth. <laughs> Annihilation. Uh, yes. Uh, and yeah, so um, a silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius um, and engulfs this spider in uh, ghostly flames um, and causes some searing pain. And now I need to roll the dice. 4d10. Whoa. <laughs> 12. What? 12 damage to the spider, and it shrieks. And this is a horrible, horrible sound. This is unlike any kind of insectoid shriek that you are familiar with, even with your experience in the woods, where there yeah. are large bugs. This is something else. And this spider, you, you get these flashes, and still, Katheria, uh, in your... You know, of the of dark vision. And N Nils, you're kind of seeing things in a, a like, strobing kind of way. Katheria's got her light staff, mm -hmm. which is shedding light but everything on the outskirts of this is pretty dark. So you're only seeing the kind of like shadowy version of this like dark blue and white weird spider that has, you know, these bulbous eight eyes and these two huge fangs. And, and it's, it's crawling upside down on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. um, but when Navia hits it with it, it with the moonbeam, it drops um, to the floor, shrieking this horrible, horrible shriek. And as it shrieks, it seems like it's almost shifting in and out of uh, corporeal form. Oh, it's, cool. it's very, very disturbing. It is Nils, your turn. This spider is engulfed in this beam of, of uh, silvery light. Uh, you have the, the bartender himself mm -hmm. uh, on the stairs. Um, and you also have this animated maggoty corpse that is slowly lumbering its way towards you. You see that it is dragging what appears to be a very rusted greatsword behind it. Okay, so Nils thinking, is thinking that that thing is not a threat, an immediate threat. The spider is hurting. So, hey, Bo, this song, this, the swaggle song, are yeah. you playing it? It's a variation on a theme, I suppose. You know, it's, I'm taking inspiration from. Okay. Say Swaggle. What's this, what's this thing's name? Shaggle? Shaggle Swag. <laughs> oh, he got himself. He's got swag. <laughs> <laughs> he just got to walk it. Uh, um, it. I was wondering if, 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 you play the, if you play Shaggle's song, if it would uh, calm him down. Uh, worth a try and he kind of he starts playing it more and and like it, you see he's changing it a little bit to make it more march like, like okay. yeah yeah all right cool cool and then i turn to the bartender and i say you got a lot of nerve and then i cast compelled duel <laughs> what's that uh and i attempt to compel a creature into a duel like he Ooh. only focuses on me yeah, so wisdom saving throw. Uh, failed the wisdom saving nice. throw. 
is drawn to you, compelled by your divine command, and it has disadvantage on attacks other than you, mm-hmm. um, and it must make a wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move in a space that is uh, more than 30 feet away from you. So yeah, so it, you are compelling the bartender to, to attack only you. And I can't hit anybody else or else the spell breaks. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it is now Katheria's turn. All of this has happened in the course of a few seconds. Right. Navia's got the spider. Yes. Nils has the bartender. Mm-hmm. I turn my attention toward our maggot friend. To the maggot man, yes. And I'm going to cast Hold Person. Okay. At second level. It's going to be a wisdom saving throw, or you will be paralyzed for the duration. Uh, 17? Uh-oh. <laughs> is that going to do it? That's going to do it. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, it oh! is not compelled. There's a magical aura that stretches out from your staff as you hold it forward. Uh, that starts to wrap itself around the maggot man. However, it falls apart to avoid the spell into just maggots. And then it moves a little bit and then reforms outside of your magical aura. And it effectively dodged your spell. Uh, it is now uh, their turn. We're going to start with the maggot man uh, who is going to uh, return the attack against you, Katheria, and try to bring around this big rusted greatsword. Uh, it doesn't move very gracefully, this swarm of maggots. However, it crits. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Uh, so, I need to find some D12s. Oh, boy. Oh, but bad rolls. You're going to take uh, 10 total. So not too bad, but you're still knocked pretty good by this rusty greatsword. Let's say it gets you with the flat of it. It doesn't get you with one of the blades, but you definitely take a hit. Yeah, oof. When it makes contact with you, the maggots kind of splash. It's not able to maintain the integrity of the arm, so the sword kind of falls, and then the maggots reform it and pick it back up again. It's uh, it's a very kind of fluid, weird way that this thing moves. So it's just going to try to run away from the beam. I don't think it takes any damage if it leaves. Oh, if it starts, it's turning there. Oh, but it, it, it is starting its turn in there, so I guess it's going to take some some moonbeam damage. Yikes. Good. Oh, it did fail the constitution saving throw, Great. so it's going to take this massive 31 points of damage, Ooh. almost a perfect roll. The spider shrieks in pain and starts to crawl out of the moonbeam itself, but once it leaves the confines of this silvery pillar of light, uh, you can see that it is uh, massively, massively burned by it. It is using its pointed uh, dagger-like legs to pull itself out of the beam. Hey, Gressel. What? Do you know how spiders move? I don't want to know. <laughs> don't tell them. If... Pulse blood into their legs to extend the leg forward. I did know that, yes. And retract the blood. There's a very weird, yes, liquid movement. Yeah. <laughs> um, and once it exits the beam, some of the blood that it is using to move those legs doesn't have legs in which to pump anymore. And it sprays a bluish liquid. Let's make dex saves and dodge out of the way. Oh, Cat's having a bad day. 11. But this might make it better. 19? 19 will get out of the way. Uh, Navia rolled a 14. Uh, Majumbo rolled a 14. And Nils rolled an 11. 11 will not dodge out of the way. You're going to take a little bit of uh, poison damage. Really? Oh. Yeah, take six poison damage. Sorry, if I hadn't told Gressel about the blood spray. No, I was going to spray blood. I just didn't know that it was uh, physiologically correct. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. You then. said eight. 
uh, six. In addition to the missing legs, uh, you see that a lot of its thorax uh, is also kind of burnt and disintegrated away. There's a horrible stench in the air, but uh, the spider is not yet dead. It is still trying to make its way toward Navia to attack uh, her until it sh- there's a shimmer and it disappears. Oh. The bartender is going to step forward down the stairs further towards Nils and is going to say, All right, human, if this is the way you want it, this is the way you're going to get it. Bow before Zomuthu, servant of him of the White Oak. <laughs> how, do, how do you spell that? Z-U-L-M-T-H-T-H. I'm asking. Oh, you're asking him? Yes. Yeah, over Nils' shoulder, Katheria take, takes to him like outraged <laughs> this fucking liar that's what happens he's gonna say that he's gonna come forward uh, and he's going to pull from behind him a uh, a short but wicked looking blade okay uh, and he's going to swing it in your direction but he's gonna miss <laughs> you just dodge out of the way you dance back yeah you, of course Nils is having a great time yeah. none of the seriousness of this situation <laughs> has really hit him yet we're gonna go back up to Majumbo who is now going to be like well I guess you got uh, it looks like you've got him on lockdown so maybe bug guy need or uh, well, he's the bug guy, but then he's the guy of bugs. Cat help, yes? <laughs> Someone needs to take this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm seriously having fun. I don't know. <laughs> I'm having this. I'm taking it seriously. I don't really know what to do about the maggots. I guess I'll just kind of stab it. Let's see. Oh, that's not the right dice. Let's see if this will hit. <laughs> What's your roll? Uh, 14 will hit. Now I will roll, roll damage the way that I always let you guys re-roll damage <laughs> when you roll it out of order. It's a worse roll. Oh, me. <laughs> By one. Five damage to the, the the guy of bugs. Not the bug guy, but the mm-hmm. guy of bugs. And Navia, uh, still very much focused on the spider, is like, where the fuck did it go? <laughs> I can't. Where? Eyes. Eyes on the spider. Where is it? Where is it? I've got some of it on me. <laughs> She can't help it. I think Cat cracks a smile at that and then quickly tries to nod. Button it up. Yeah. Navy, uh, very focused on trying to find the spider. She can't see it anywhere. She's moving the moonbeam around willy nilly, frantically. Uh, Everybody roll deck saves. You gotta dodge this moonbeam. Oh, she's still holding Oh, no. Oh, no. I rolled a nat one. I rolled a nat 20. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, Katheria, almost, you, 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 it's as if you've been through this before. You casu- <laughs> you, you know where to not be. So that- Dude, like that joke and now this, I'm like, wait, is this fun? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking down at the blood, like the spider blood on me, not paying attention to where Navy is. It kind of singes you. Well, roll, roll a constitution saving throw to see see if you can save yourself from uh, part of this damage. Six? Yeah, six isn't going to do it. I guess I'll roll 4d10 damage on this. If I don't roll good, uh, I did. It's 25. Oh, my God. Ow, wow, wow, wow. 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 I see why that spider ran away. <laughs> yeah. That's uh it's it just burns you <sighs> the heat of this moonbeam. Uh but Navia is otherwise unable to find the spider. She continues to concentrate on the moonbeam. Does the do the maggots 
Did they roll a dex? They dodged out of the way. Are yeah, you yeah. serious? Mm-hmm. They did. So did uh, so did uh, Zolmuthu. Um, so wow. uh, it is Nils's turn. Nils, you were just burned. Uh, Zolmuthu is squaring off against you. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> just don't be where the moonbeam is. Yeah, all right. Uh, I grab my hammer back from her because she's clearly not using it. <laughs> I'll take this back. Uh, and then I lock eyes with Zolmuthu, Zolmuthu and say, hey, hey, Zoo Man, <laughs> Zoomulf will eat this. And I swing my warhammer at him. All right. 14 will miss. You yeah. smash into his armor. He takes the hit or you smash into his body. He's not visibly wearing armor, mm-hmm. um, but he's a big muscly guy and he, t- he just takes the hit. Hmm. You swing your hammer. Um, you hit him, you know, square in the ribs. But there's a, a thud like you're hitting wood. I mean, you're not. You're hitting person. He's not made of wood. That's yeah. not a reveal. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> but you hit something sturdy, and he just takes the hit. You know, he's a big, strong, muscly guy, uh, and he just kind of chuckles. Ah, you've been eating your greens. <laughs> uh, and he grabs the head uh, of your hammer, and we Uh-oh. will resolve that on his turn. Katheria, your turn. What do you do? Uh, where? Okay. How far away is Maggot Boy? Uh, from you, close, because he he hit you with the with his. So if I move, sword. it's an attack of a top opportunity. Probably would be, yeah. Where is Navia? Within ten feet. Okay, I'll stay where I am. I'm gonna cast Guiding Bolt. Okay. On our Maggot friend, will nineteen do it? Nineteen will certainly. Nice. He'll take radiant damage. I rolled a ten. Yeah, you sl- your guiding bolt, especially this range. Uh, you're you're wielding your staff. You're channeling your energy through that. Yeah. Um, and the light that you had been using to illuminate the room um, gathers into this guiding bolt and then erupts uh, from the tip of your staff into the maggot uh, person, uh, the maggot man, staggering him backwards, and then the maggots uh, just kind of scatter around. And for a brief moment, you think that you've obliterated the maggot man as uh, the armor and bones and clothes rag scraps and things just fall to the ground. Um, but then the maggots start to reform themselves. Uh, it is now the monster's turn. Uh, Zomuthu, having grabbed the head of uh, Nils's warhammer, is going to attempt to wrest it from your grasp. Make a strength uh, saving throw. Nils, eight. An eight will not do <laughs> it. You have that D- D8. Oh, uh, you do have a D8 you could add. Uh, that would make it 16. Well, you would have to roll it. Oh, yeah, let's... Just remember let's, that you have that. No, I should. I should do that. Bardic, er, bardic yeah. Inspiration. Yeah, so just roll a so D8. Eight, one. Which is <laughs> no. And then I'll use Inspiration on top of that. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it. 22. Okay, a 22 oh. will... Yes. There's a moment where Zomuthu seems as though he will overpower you and wrest the Warhammer from your grasp, but you... At the last second, pull it back and keep your grip on the weapon. Instead, uh, he just punches you. Sixteen? Oh. Will that get you? Uh, no. no armor class. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and you lean back uh, and are able to avoid it. His big meaty fist just sails in front of your nose. You feel uh, the whiff of air as it passes by. Again, probably just really enjoying this. Oh, too slow. <laughs> uh, the spider is going to. Blink back into the room. <gasps> I love it. He's the blinky. Uh, this time on the ceiling, just above Navia, right uh, above and behind Navia, so that she cannot see it. However, Etheria, uh, you do, and it is going to then drop on, drop onto Navia, which is terrifying. Is there anything I can do? Is, is this 
considered hitting? Uh, not yet. Navia? Okay. It is going to attempt to bite Navia and crits. Okay, hold on, <gasps> hold on, hold on. I have, my fighting style is called interception. Okay. It says when a creature you can see hits a target other than you within five feet of you with an attack, you can use your reaction to reduce the damage the target ta- takes by one D10 plus three. Okay. I must be wielding a shield or a simple uh, martial weapon. Can I? Yeah. Oh, okay. That hammer is going to come yeah. in handy. That hammer is a simple martial weapon. Uh, it is cool. a hammer. <laughs> one, one D10 plus three then. Okay. We'll subtract from the damage. Yes. Okay. So uh, the big, sharp, blue, fang, dark blue fangs uh, dig into uh, Navia's small uh, body. She remember she's a a, a a a slight woman. Oh my god! I rolled a th- one, so four. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, will subtract four damage from whatever this roll Thank ends you. up being. But oh no! Uh, yeah, uh, she definitely failed her Constitution saving throw. This stop, stop picking up dice, dude. Oh god! Oh god! Th- th- you... She's gonna die. He doesn't have enough dice of the dice that he needs to. An- another one? Seriously? This never ending. He's still looking. Dice He's still picking roll. up dice. She's going to take 38 damage. Oh. Oof. And she collapses, oh. uh, drained of a lot of her, her uh, life force. And also, um, having a worst fear realized, Navia, I, I'm just putting, her, putting myself uh, in her position. And uh, this is one of this. This is this. I, I this is a literal nightmare. This, like like she is in in the moment of recognition that she has before she collapses to the floor. Just the the horror on her face is shocking. Shocking. Catheria screams Navia's name. <laughs> she remains conscious, but she definitely collapses. The spider, um, her body conscious but drained underneath the gross still smoking uh, burned body of this very very injured spider. Worm guy has not, or the maggot man has not yet gone. It's going to reform and attempt this time to uh, swing its its rusty sword at Majumbo and crits! Okay, I'm gonna... (laughs) I think we should should record on a different day. (laughs) I'm gonna use... uh, Divine Allegiance. Okay. Um, Chumbo says when a creature within five feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to take the damage yourself instead. Oh, these are bad rolls. You're only going to take 14 damage. Okay. Uh, that would have otherwise gone to Majumbo. As you're looking past the foe that you are fighting, uh, you see the uh, the bug, the maggot man, swing its rusty sword around at Majumbo. You reach out with the magical energy within you. You don't really know where this ability comes from. You don't really know what kind of magic Nils has. You don't really know what it is that makes you have these abilities other than your training, um, the fact that you're, you know, of Hoskindauer blood. You know, you feel that this is just something that is part of you, you know, and you, and you reach out with this part of you that you, you have and can't really explain. And there's a magical aura that emanates and engulfs Majumbo just as he's hit with this blow. And as the sword slashes a wound across his shoulder, you watch as this aura uh, engulfs this wound, stitching it back up, and then you feel it open on your own shoulder, ah, taking oh. the damage that would have otherwise hurt 
your friend. Back up to Majumbo, who sees what you have done, and is uh, you, you see the look on his face, a, a, a look of gratitude. Not too much stuff in his bag of tricks that would affect a animated pile of maggots. So I guess he's going to cast Shatter. He's going to bring his flute up to his lips and play a horrifying high-pitched noise, which uh, affects every creature in this room. So you're going to all make a constitution saving throw. Uh, he feels kind of backed into a corner, doesn't really know what else to do. Uh, oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Navia made the save. Eight. Eight will not. Thirteen. Thirteen will not. Uh, a creature takes... 3d8 thunder damage, and that is going to be a total of 18. This note rings out throughout this room. It is a horrible screech. Those of you who have arms immediately spring them to your ears to cover them. This includes uh, Zalmuthu. And you, Kytheria, and Nils can see the sound starts to vibrate these maggots and then ruptures them all (gasps) at once. Jeez. And I take 18 damage? You take. You also take 18 damage as you are uh, affected by this horrible shattering noise. The spider and Zulmuthu uh, are also affected and are going to take that damage. The spider now is barely staying on its feet. It's kind of only holding itself up now by one of those legs. <clears throat> and its singed, uh, oozing body is kind of half on top of Navia, who's kind of mumbling, trying to just keep herself uh, uh, conscious. Uh, It is her turn, um, and she's just going to look up at (laughs) the spider, uh, and she says, she mumbles something, you can't even really understand what it is. It's something in Elvish, which she doesn't really speak a lot of, Katheria, but she says this, and it's a... mumbles this curse in Elvish uh, and then moves the moonbeam right on top of her (gasps) and just absolutely destroys this spider. Like all (laughs) of the, the, you see the light beam, she has to cast a new one because she was, uh, you know, hurt and everything and she lost the concentration on the first one, but she brings down another one. This beam of light engulfs herself and the spider and you can see the body parts of this spider just burn up like a like a like a Zelda bad guy <laughs> like just fade away into this brilliant light and then the light fades uh and Navia uh just falls to just like just like leans back she's awake but she's done <laughs> she's like I did it <laughs> um Nils turn what do you do um am I allowed to use lay on hands pool um, yeah on, my, on myself. You can touch a creature to restore any number of HP remaining in the pool. Yeah, I think I think you could. Yeah, you could. You could. Okay, heal I yourself. have twenty hit points. My max is eighty three. <laughs> I'm taking a lot of damage, so I'm going to use uh, for. I, I didn't realize I have two actions. I oh forgot yeah, about that. <laughs> I forgot um, about that too. So I'm gonna re, I'm gonna heal myself for twenty seven. Okay. Uh, so I can get back in the fight here. So I just kind of like touch myself and then I regain hit points. That's how I imagine it. And then I'm going to swing my Warhammer once more at uh, Zumuthu. Oh, yeah. I'm going to use Divine Smite. Yeah. With that. So it says, uh, one, if, if I hit, I will use Divine Smite, which, means, which says you can expend one spell slot to deal 
2d8 extra radiant damage to the target plus 1d8 for each spell level higher than first mm-hmm. and plus 1d8 against undead or fiends which that that doesn't apply that here. doesn't apply yeah, yeah. okay so i'm gonna swing with my warhammer all right 19 19 gets him yeah yeah okay seven and then you're gonna roll your divine smite damage 13. Okay, so, so 20. 20 total, yeah. You rear back uh, and with your full strength, smash him with the warhammer, um, staggering him, knocking him uh, off balance a bit. Between that hit and seeing the spire destroyed, uh, he yells out in anger uh, and frustration and uh, starts to uh, square back towards you and and uh, approach you with renewed passion before, and anger. Before my turn ends, I want to, as a bonus action, uh, I want to use Channel Divinity Turn the Tide, which says, as a bonus action, each creature of your choice within 30 feet regains 1d6 plus 1 HP if it has no more than half its max HP. Hoping uh, that... Navia definitely doesn't Navia, have that much. Yeah. Uh, I'm under half. And okay, best, oh, yeah, so is under Kithiria, half. And then Majumbo... Is Majumbo, you, you already took the hit for him. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't yeah, know. He's good. He's good. Uh, but okay, so what? 1d6 plus whatever? Roll that. One. Yeah. Okay, so roll your d6 and then add one, and that's how much Katheria and Navia will be healed. Nice. I got six. Oh. Oh, is it me? I yeah, do it? Yeah. Oh. Mike, you roll it. It's going to be a one now. Three. Okay, so three. <laughs> Navia and uh, <laughs> and Katheria are healed for three. <laughs> I love how that says turn the tide. <laughs> three. Turn the tide with three HP. <laughs> uh, I mean, that could bring somebody back from consciousness. That is turning the tide. Uh, okay, so yes, that is the big, uh, the first big hit on uh, Zulmuthu. Theria, it is now your turn. Theria is fuming mad. Yeah. You lied to me, and you set us up for this trap. She is going to cast at fourth level guiding bolt. Does twenty hit? Yes, twenty will hit. <laughs> Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. So that's going to be a 7d6. So that's going to be 22. Dang. I'm also, as a bonus action, because Navia is so injured, and I've just seen her put through the ringer, I'm activating my starry form archer. Whoa. While in your starry form, your body becomes luminous. Your joints glimmer like stars. Well, we've decided that it's, it's a star hat. map yeah. that's all over my oh, skin. yeah but I now emanate a bright light in a 10-foot radius and dim light for an additional 10 feet. You light up this room, and now that you have lit, lit up the entire room with dim, dim light, Nils and Majumbo uh, and Katheria now fully in, in a clear way, not the weird phasing in and out of dark vision way that was really disorienting for you. Uh, you can see the extent of this room. It is a large storage room on the far wall there is a shelf that kind of stands out and looks out of place. It's more, it looks as though it is newer and more uh, in better shape than other aspects of this room. But that is neither here here nor there currently as uh, Zolmuthu uh, remains on his feet after dropping to a knee, after taking that guiding bolt directly in the chest. He grunts, um, spits some blood, and then uh, stands up and he says... Seems that you're handling this trap better than expected. <sighs> and then he spits again. Uh, you've already taken out some of my friends, but I have a few more. And he raises his hands. Can I hit him with this lightning, with this bolt? Because I just rolled a 25 to hit. <laughs> sure. And then an 8 radiant damage. 
you hit him again as he's casting this spell and bringing forth from underneath the floorboards. All around you, bugs start to uh, come up from the floorboards. All of you are now surrounded. Your feet are just... The floor is now covered in these beetle-like insects. I'm also imagining that I moved over, by the way, to... Navia, and I'm standing over top over of her. Over top of her, sure, yeah. yeah. Like the middle of the room. <laughs> With your archer form. Mm-hmm. Staff in one hand as if it is the bow. Oh, yeah. Right hand behind me, strung across my body. You hit him, but the the floor starts to be covered in bugs. They crawl up between the floorboards, um, and he drops to a knee, and he's, he laughs again. He's looking like he's in really bad shape. Like, his chest now, you've blown away most of his clothing to reveal his bare chest, which is now singed by your spells, starting to, to kind of, you know, get that kind of, like, layer of pus that wounds get. Like, it's, he's looking rough, but he's still uh, on one knee bringing forth these bugs. Uh, it's back up to Majumbo. He's just going to kind of start stomping. They're everywhere. I don't know what they are. I'm really not equipped for these so many tiny things. Like, um, And he doesn't really know what to do. Um, so he's just going, I, and he, he comes over to Navia and he casts Cure Wounds. And he heals her for 12. Ooh, nice. We're going to need you to get out of this because you, the, the, the moon beam really helped on that spider. And I, I, have, no mo- I have no beams in my arsenal. Uh, and then it is her turn. Uh, the magic really helps. Oh, thank, thank you. It's, it's, let's fight fire with fire. And um, she casts uh, infestation. Whoa, what? Isn't that what's happening already? <laughs> on Zalmuthu, who has to make a constitution, constitution saving throw and fails. A cloud of mites, fleas, and other parasites appears magically around him, engulfing him. And he starts to scream in a language that you guys don't understand. Uh, And Navia is going to roll a... uh, Oh, it moves in a random direction on the other side. Okay, so it starts to scream in a language that you don't understand. Scream in pain, um, presumably, as he starts to kind of claw at his own face as these... uh, Uh these tiny, tiny insects uh, compared to the insects that he conjured, which are large. They're a couple inches across. They're very like cockroach or beetle, like they're horrible and disgusting. This is like a f- cloud of gnats that you can't see, which is making him very frustrated and he takes some poison damage. Um, not enough to kill him, but uh, he does. Uh, it, it, it's definitely, definitely bothering him. It now falls to Nils's turn. Nils, what do you do? There's all these bugs around. They're starting to kind of nip at your feet. You can feel that they're 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 starting to crawl up around your boots and trying to get up into like your pants. Uh, can I get close to Zulmuthu and swing the hammer without without getting attacked by the bugs, like the swarm that uh, Navia cast? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think so. The, the 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 swarm is is focused. On okay, him. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll run up to him while he's distracted. And... Yeah, yeah. Okay, advantage on this, because okay. he is distracted by these bugs, and also very, very hurt. Yeah, I'll take a big Warhammer swing, so I'll take a 17. Yeah, 17 will get him. Eight, and then I will do another Divine Smite. I'll okay. use a second second level spell. Okay. Eight and 18. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Zomuthu, having dropped to his knees, or uh, a knee, to try to uh, steady himself after taking so much damage um, is still down there. Nils, you approach him as he's clawing at his own face, dealing with this swarm, cursing in 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 a, a orcish language and a goblinoid language. You take a backswing with your hammer and really, with all your force, like a baseball bat, mm-hmm. bring it across his face. There's a crack, 
as his neck snaps. His so face. satisfying. Good God. And Katheria's relishing this. <laughs> and uh, as his jaw breaks, as his neck snaps, there's just a big crunch as the head of your Warhammer smacks across his face, um, knocking his lifeless body backwards, falling to the ground. And as uh, he loses consciousness, the uh, bugs that he had summoned forth from underneath the floorboards uh, retreat. I step on. I step on his chest and say, "Call off the bugs." <laughs> his tongue kind of just flaps lifelessly in his broken jaw, and there's no response. Got him. <laughs> I feel like Nils maybe not used to killing people in his adventures. Maybe more of like a give up, you scoundrel kind of like. Yeah, I I initially didn't want to kill him. <laughs> I just I was imagining me like knocking him down and stepping on his chest and being like, call off the bugs and he'd still be alive so we could talk to him. I didn't mean to kill him. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead? I think you got him, my friend. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Usually that's not, I don't. Is he? <laughs> and we cut back to the shot um, this of Zamuthu's face, just totally broken, starting like like a pool of blood slowly forming around his head. It's the Feywild, so it doesn't count, right? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to. I mean, we wanted to talk to him, right? I guess. Mm, ooh, I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> and Majumbo puts a hand on your back and he says, "I think it's okay." It's, he was very much going to kill us. Navia, are are you okay? And I, I I drop down on my knees to cradle her. At first, she kind of like recoils. Then, like realizing that it's you, she softens, uh, and she just puts her arms around you and starts like crying into oh, you. Oh, I hug her. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna like wrap my cloak around her. Yeah, I I walk over and I also try to comfort her, like rub her back or something. Uh, Majumbo does the same, um, and uh, he starts to play uh, some music, and the remnants of the wounds from her, uh, from the spider bite, these big puncture wounds from these huge big fangs, stitch up magically as uh, from the power of Majumbo's music, and uh, they are uh, healed. She's never told me why, but as long as I've known her, those beasts, they tormented her. I just don't like them. There's for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah, that was gross. And I'm never going to get this out of my armor. <laughs> guts. Yeah, there's just, there's like maggot, but you're all covered in maggot bits. This was a gross few minutes for you. Uh, you are now in this uh, basement of the, uh, the magic shop. What did he say? He was servant of he who is the white oak. Yes, it appears that our uh, our cult has a leader. Hmm. Normally cults do. Are they? Well, I think we're on the right path then, right? I'd say so. I say if people are trying to kill you from learning something, then, then that thing must be right, worth then learning. That thing might be like learning. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. Normally the two of you are so in sync. Uh, well, yeah. You, you'll just, forgive I him. He for, just broke someone's face. I, a little. Yeah, I don't do that but um i guess now i do because we're 
we almost died. I, again, I, I think you can cut yourself some slack that he was going to murder us. He you, nearly did murder Navia. Yeah, I almost died too. Navia gets up and she goes over and uh, spits on him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> She's very angry about fucking spiders. <laughs> I, I think Kat's going to put her hand on Nils's arm and ask him, are you okay? Oh, thank you. Um, I will be. And then I put my arm around her. Around me? Yeah. I walk away. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and I think, like, I'm glowing, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Glow, like, a, li- a little bit more. And then not. <laughs> uh, you have, in this room, uh, the... Uh, you know the barrels and and stuff about the discarded storage stuff um and as well as the body of Zalmuthu and this strange um shelving unit what do you do uh i want to inspect the body of Zalmuthu roll investigation um, 19 uh as previously mentioned he uh is he has a lot of like uh tattoos of like uh you know orcish war scenes and things like that very aggressive uh, tattoos across his arms and shoulders, uh, full sleeves on both of them. Uh, his clothing is very simple. He did not wear any armor. He was very confident in that fight, clearly. You search through his, uh, his pockets, you find a large ring of keys. Ooh, I take that. You also find a, um, stick. Uh, I hold it up to the boys? No, I wouldn't hold it up to the boys. I'd hold it up to Navia. Just a stick? Just a stick. Why would someone carry a stick? Uh, you also find there is a, uh, like a folded leaf uh, that uh, has a, uh, like a um, cottony ball attached to it of some kind. Huh. That's folded up and that's uh, in, in, on his person. Not very comfortable for me to take the objects off of a dead man. Uh, you also find um, uh, 30 various coins. But I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> jingle, jingle. <laughs> uh, in in, in uh, inspecting his body with your good investigation role, you notice maybe something uh, around his wound on his chest. Uh, another tattoo that is uh, catching your eye. Charred but scarring. It has been mostly destroyed. Mm. Um, and you're unable to say with any certainty, but unlike all of the aggressive warlike tattoos on his arms, there is something that uh, has the wisp of something more natural and lyrical um, that is uh, tattooed across his chest. But because you have destroyed it with your guiding bolts, you can't completely uh, see what it is. When you say lyrical, do you mean there's actually words? No, I mean that there's a there's a flow to it. Organic, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost it's pretty. Right, 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 right. It, it's a it's Elvin, perhaps in its artistic style, um, in a way that uh, it contrasts hard with his sleeves. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go investigate further down in the room that we were in to see if there are any locked doors. 
do we do we say there's locked doors down there's there? There's that strange shelving unit that looks newer than everything else. Mm, yeah, I'll go inspect that. Roll investigation. Uh, I have a negative one, but I got a 15. 15 is enough to go over, and one of the first things that you would probably do, especially Nils with his shelf, is pull on it. Yeah. Uh, and it pushes to the side. Uh, you can see that there, uh, there is, like with the rest of this place, there is a track kind of of uh, debris and dust that goes from the front door down the stairs uh, and then um, leading to this kind of shelving unit. Now that the, the fervor of the fight has died down, you can see that there's this w- almost worn pathway uh, that leads to this shelving unit. And, uh, it, there's a clear track for it to move aside and you do that um, and you reveal the outline of a tree. They gotta, you know, if they're trying to hide stuff, two bookshelves, they gotta, like, vary it up, you know? Maybe not put a bookshelf in a... Yeah, this is, a, this is a fool me once situation. I mean, like, we got the... We get it. We it's get books. it. We get it. But what I don't get is this tree. Why is there a tree here? Can Katheria whisper to Navia? Did you see him put his arm around me? Yeah, dude. I mean, I think... I think he likes you. No. I mean, you know, yeah, I think so. That was awful forward. I'd maybe pay attention, you know, keep an eye out for things. No. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount it. No. Come on, Kat, like, what's not to like? I mean, you're out here, you do your starry form. Uh, Plenty. You're out here blowing up maggot men and things. Rushes into things, doesn't think about. Oh, what's not to like about me? <laughs> <laughs> I found a tree. Uh, it's just the image of a tree painted it's on the wall. Oh. Yeah. Do I recognize this tree? It, it is an artistic representation of, so it's not like it's photo real or anything. Yeah, okay. Um, 11. But it is a large, uh, it's depicting a like thick trunked leafy tree. A, uh, you know, a... a but you're you you don't know what kind of tree that it's depicting because okay. it, it is a like artistic representation of a tree. Um, I found a tree. It's uh, more of, a, of a tree. it's more of an outline. It's not like a complete painting. Oh, I look at it from my far distance, having just picked up these tree elements mm-hmm. in my hands. Uh, I'll roll nature see if I recognize it. Seventeen. Uh, it could be an oak tree. What kind of a leaf? Had that little piece of not cotton not hanging off of it. Not an oak leaf. Not an oak leaf? No, no. A leaf that is foreign to you. Like, completely foreign. Oh. Yeah. Do you think it has anything to do with this stick? I think, yes. I tossed the stick to Nils. Roll <laughs> athletics. <laughs> okay, well, I have a plus six in that, man. So I'm going to grab that with a 16. <laughs> yes, you catch the stick. <laughs> uh, and then I, I poke the wall. Uh, the stick goes through the wall. <laughs> what?
D&D&D is a Moorpark Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sagan.